Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 91 of the Property Magic Podcast. This episode is all about the legal side of purchase options and what you really need to understand. Now, this is actually the final part of a five-part series all about purchase options and purchase lease options. In this episode, you're going to learn how to secure option contracts the correct way, the big mistake which most amateurs make with purchase lease options and how you can avoid it, and also how to ensure your agreements are not challenged. Now, in case you're wondering what is a purchase lease option, then you really need to go back and listen to part one of this five-part series, which is episode number 87 of the Property Magic podcast. That episode is an introduction to purchase options and purchase lease options. But basically, it's where you get to rent a property from the property owner for a number of years, and then you have the right to buy that property in the future if you want to. So it's a great way of controlling property without a big deposit and without having to get a mortgage, which is why many investors love purchase options. And also you can use them to sell properties that you don't want as well. And that's what we covered in part four of this five part series. So let's start with a big mistake that most investors make. And this is because most investors unfortunately like to cut corners. You know, they really don't like spending money if they don't think they have to. And so very often on Facebook and social media, you'll see people saying, hey, has anyone got an options agreement I can have a look at? Because they're looking for a copy and paste agreement that they can use instead of paying for one through solicitors. Now, each purchase option is a bespoke agreement. So just because someone else has had a purchase option done doesn't mean that agreement is going to be relevant for the deal that you want to do. Now, remember, an option agreement is actually a legally binding contract. But if you just sat down at a kitchen table and signed a contract and paid your pound option fee, although it is a legally binding contract, it might be very difficult to enforce that contract. Let's say the owner changed their mind in a few years time and decided they didn't want to sell. And they went to court and explained to a judge that you got them to sign this at the kitchen table. They didn't really know what they were doing. You promised them this. You promised them that. You haven't delivered. You know, a court, a judge might decide to turn that contract over. However, if you've used solicitors, which is what we recommend you must always do, a solicitor for you and a solicitor for the seller as well, the seller will get independent legal advice to make sure they're completely aware of the agreement they're entering into. And we're not trying to trick anyone. We're not trying to con anyone. We're trying to find a great solution that works this seller to help them resolve their problem that also works well for you. So we want to make sure this is the right solution and we want to make sure they completely understand what they're agreeing to so they can't claim in the future that they didn't know. So this is really, really important. Let's just touch on using solicitors just for a moment. Now remember, this is a legal contract and so it has to be done correctly. Do not use copy and paste agreements as I've just said. You need a solicitor to represent you and your best interests and you need a different solicitor to represent the seller. And that seller is going to make sure that the, that solicitor rather is going to make sure the seller completely understands what's involved. Now, the problem here is that most solicitors do not understand about purchase lease options. So if a seller uses their normal family solicitor, there's a pretty good chance they're not going to understand. So really, you want to make sure 
that the seller uses Lister who understands how to do this. Otherwise, the deal might well be blown. And that's happened to me in the past. So it's a big mistake you want to avoid. What you do need to know and what you do need is what's called the heads of terms documents. They want to talk through this later on this episode, but basically this outlines the deal. You send this to the solicitors and they will then put together the legally binding contracts. So all you have to do is agree the heads of terms and let the solicitors take care of everything else. So how do you find the right solicitors? Well, this is a challenge, but the very best way is through word of mouth recommendation. At property network meetings, you could ask a question, who do you know who, which is a great networking question, by the way, who do you know who, dot, 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 who do you know who is a great solicitor who can do purchase option agreements? Now, if you're speaking to your solicitor and they don't know, you might need a new solicitor because you know, you don't want to spend your time educating that solicitor on how it's done. And solicitors are very smart people. They've had to go through a lot of exams and qualifications to become solicitors. And if they haven't heard of something, they think, oh, well, that, I, I'm not sure that's that's going to be correct because they have heard of most things. But if they haven't come across these, and certainly in residential property, these only really been used in the UK for about maybe the last 15, 16 years. Purchase options and purchase options are very common in the commercial world. So if you have a firm that's a big enough department and they've got residential solicitors, get them to speak to their colleagues in commercial property about purchase options. And the, their colleagues will say, yeah, we understand purchase options. And they can explain to the residential guys how it all works. Um, and so because land and commercial property have been bought and sold and options for many, many years. So that's a great way to get your solicitor to understand it. Bear in mind, if they're going to spend time learning about options, well, they're probably going to bill you for that time. That's even if they don't think it's not possible in the first place. So by starting with solicitors who actually get it and understand it and have done these transactions, it's going to save you a whole lot of time, money and hassle. So the most important document for you is what's called the heads of terms document. This is the agreement that actually specifies exactly what you and the seller have agreed. So I've got a template that I'm going to give you, but let me run through the elements very quickly. So first of all, like any agreement, it needs to have your full name and your home address, your correspondence address. And likewise, it has the same details for the seller, their full name and their home address. Now, the home address might be the property on which you're doing the option, but often we like to work with landlords, so it's going to be different. So therefore, you will need the property address on which you're doing the purchase option or purchase lease option. And then you've got to have the agreed price. Now, it's very important that we agree a price today that's valid sometime in the future. Now, it might be you pay the full market price. It might be you pay slightly over the market price because you hope the value is going to go up over the long term. And sometimes you might even buy at a slight discount. I don't think it's fair to be buying at a very big discount and saying, oh, by the way, I'm not going to buy for a few years time. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it. You need to make sure it works well for the seller. That's very, very important. We're looking for this ethical win-win. But anyway, you agree a price today. Then you have a period of time, the option period, within which you can exercise that option. So the length of that period needs to be specified in heads of terms agreement. 
You always pay an upfront fee. Normally it's a pound for the right to buy this property at the agreed price within the time period, but it might be many thousands of pounds, particularly if it's a high cash flowing property. And then details of any monthly option fee. Now, if it's a purchase option, there's no monthly fee. You don't get the right to use the property. If it's a purchase lease option, well, you get to use the property on a monthly basis for which you pay a monthly option fee. So you've got to specify what that might be. Now, sometimes it might be just the equivalent of the mortgage. Sometimes the owner wants to make a profit as well. So it's the mortgage plus a profit. But it's not going to be as much as the full market rent because you need to make a profit in there as well. Then there might be any special terms that you've agreed with the owner. So, for example, if the property is being used as an HMO, um, you might, might need to get an HMO license, might need to put fire doors in, smoke alarms, etc. And so I'd get permission up front from the owner, even though you control the property, be really open and transparent with them exactly what you plan to do with it, just to make sure everyone's clear and you don't have any problems down the line. So let's just finally recap the process. So you basically find and assess a potential purchases option. You agree the deal with the owner and complete the heads of terms document. And that's what you then give to the solicitors and they will do the work for you. Remember, you need a solicitor for you and a separate solicitor to represent the seller as well. Now, the solicitors between them, they'll actually put the option contract together based on your heads of terms. Their job is not to negotiate the deal. So you need to be very clear in the heads of terms exactly what the deal is, and they'll just put it together for you. Um, they'll take care of all the legal arrangements. So if there are any charges required, they'll sort that out. They should also put a power of attorney in place on that particular property so that if the seller disappears and you want to exercise the option, you can exercise the option without having to track them down. And I suggest that your job, once you've agreed all this, is to really manage the process. You've got to stay on top of the solicitors. You've got to stay on top of the seller to make sure everyone's doing what they need to do to make sure it all happens and you get the agreement signed. So regularly communicate with the seller to keep them up to date so they know exactly what's going on. So a couple of very quick FAQs. Um, what happens if the seller doesn't want to sell? Well, remember, we want to find this ethical solution. So the option is a good solution for them. And ultimately, they do want to sell. But if they change their mind, well, that's a bit difficult. They can't really do that because they've entered into this legally binding agreement, especially if they've had legal representation. They can't say they didn't understand what they were agreeing to. Now, what happens if the owner dies before the option expires? Um, do you lose your right to buy? Well, no, the option contract goes into their estate and then you then have the right to buy that property as before. If there's a mortgage on the property, generally mortgage companies don't like having mortgages in the names of dead people. So they will require that mortgage paid off. So worst case scenario, you might need to exercise the option sooner rather than later. What happens if they don't pay the mortgage? Well, look, if the owner doesn't pay the mortgage, the property could get repossessed. However, that's not going to be in their interest because they get a really bad credit rating because of that. So really, you need to make sure that they're going to pay the mortgage. You can actually pay the mortgage direct to the lender. But obviously, they might be concerned that, well, what if you don't pay the mortgage? They don't want to get repossessed. So it's about trust and agreeing who's going to pay the mortgage. If one party fails to pay the mortgage, you might put into the option agreement. The other party can step in to start paying it to make sure the property doesn't get repossessed. And finally, what happens if the owner goes bankrupt? Well, look, people go bankrupt these days. It's not so much of a social stigma as it used to be. And if someone goes bankrupt, 
Well, the trustees will look at all of their assets and they want to make sure that assets have not been disposed below market value. Now, remember, you often might be agreeing to buy this property at the full market value at the time of the agreement. So in that case, you're not buying below market value. And so the trustees might leave that out of the bankruptcy. Worst case scenario, you know, you might get one or two deals out of, you know, you might do lots of them. One or two people might go bankrupt. Hey, if that happens, at least you've had great cash flow during the meantime. I'm not aware of anyone who's had that happen to them yet, but I'm sure it will happen in the future. So I do hope you've enjoyed this little mini series all about purchase options and purchase lease options. If you've missed any of the five, I recommend you go back and be well worth listening to each of the five parts in turn. In the meantime, why not download my heads of term template, which will give you free of charge at www.plotraining.com. There's going to be a link in the show notes for you as well. And the next episode of property magic podcast is i'm going to share some of the top secrets of my top performers from the mastermind program uh, we've recently had them share some of their recent results um, i'm going to share some of their key learnings and distinctions to help you be a more successful investor that's in the next episode of the property magic podcast which will be out next tuesday so in the meantime i encourage you to invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.